0: go everybody a another edition of the uh newly named jamal about music <laughs> formerly jamal about sports as we talked about last week with uh, no sports to be had we're gonna focus and shift uh we're gonna shift and focus on music and so i thought it was just apropos to kick the song the show off with ghost town by the specials uh as we all are here uh Self-quarantining. I hope anyone out there that is listening is doing that. Um, abide by uh, the rules that are in place. It's the only way we're going to get through this thing. Obviously, testing is extremely important as well. It's gotten better, not where it needs to be. Um, but we'll, we'll spare you from any talk of coronavirus for the next 45 minutes to an hour or so and try to brighten your day or your evening whenever you get around and listen to this and so the new show is jamal about music and today we're going to do themes we're going to talk about uh i'm going to play some songs you'll i think pick up on the theme pretty quickly um and uh we're going to start with uh the cars one of my favorite albums by the cars in fact this album It's the O album, it came out in 1979. The first summer that I was at Cape Cod Sea Camps, which had to have been 1982, I was 13 years old. I listened to that album on cassette on, I don't know if, I don't even think I had a Walkman. It had to have been one of my bunkmates Walkmans that I I borrowed Um, and uh, listened to that tape constantly. And then when I got back home from the summer, um, I had the album, the vinyl, and uh, played that thing relentlessly for probably another month or so. Um, And so uh, it's one of my favorite albums. In fact, I took four of my favorite albums, um, and when I say four of my favorite albums, I mean both musically and... Um, the album covers themselves. So I took Wild Planet by the B-52s. I took Are We Not Men, We Are Devo by Devo. Uh, Candio by The Cars and uh, Armed Forces by Elvis Costello and the Attractions. And I took the album covers themselves, arranged them, had them framed. Uh, it was actually one of the first things I did when I moved uh, back to Brooklyn. Wow. August 2004. So coming up on 16 years ago. Um and uh, it's one of my uh, one of my favorite things hanging on my wall. That and a, and a couple of paintings by uh, by my mother. But um, yeah, so uh, this first song is number six on the album, title track, "Candio." Enjoy. All right, and that was Candio. One of my favorites, as I said, um, and in keeping with the uh, the candy theme, <clears throat> I'm going to play for you Candy by Iggy Pop and Kate Pearson. Um, so, Iggy Pop, obviously, one of the uh, seminal figures, uh, f- if, I guess, if you want to call it American punk rock. Uh, Frontman from the Stooges Going back to the early mid-70s um, Played plenty at CBGB's Which uh, and <laughs> maybe the most uh, Sort of telling and apropos Example of what New York once was And what has become today CBGB's was a You know, for those that may not know Famous live music venue down on the Bowery Um, the Bowery in the seventies and the eighties was notorious for, um, they literally were called the Bowery bums, uh, lots of homeless guys. There were missions there as well. Um, you know, for, uh, the homeless guys, I believe there was also like a comic book back in maybe even the fifties called the Bowery boys, if I'm not mistaken, or not a comic book, but a comic strip. Um, and a matter of f- as a matter of fact, I also I took saxophone lessons when I was probably, I want to say maybe 11, 12, 13 years old. Um, my teacher lived in like basically, I think, almost like a cold water flat uh, on the Bowery. Uh, that's, that's how we did it in those days. Um, but uh, so CBGB's famous for launching the careers of bands like the Ramones, Blondie, Talking Heads. Um, you know, the Stooges, Patty Smith, uh, you know, Lou Reed. So, um, you know, some famous, famous bands got their start there. Um, I actually saw Radiohead there in like 93, I want to say. Um, you know, just kind of a, a real, a, a legit dive bar, not one of these, you know, fake dive bars that you see, uh, today that is, you know, retro hip and chic, um, and um, it closed probably, it's got to be 10 years ago now, and it is now home to a John Varvatos clothing store, where you, for the cool sum of about $300, you can buy a t-shirt. So there you go. That is what <laughs> the what CVGV's, the seminal new wave slash punk uh, live music venue, has now turned into uh, a John Barbados. so... That's pretty much all you need to know. So let's find Candy by Iggy Pop. And what I also love about this song, I mean, Iggy's vocals are extremely unique. Um, But Kate Pearson, uh, half of the female singers in the B-52s, the other being Cindy Wilson, um, sings this song with him as well. And you know, I think you'll find if you haven't heard this song before that her vocals are extremely powerful so without further ado here's Candy yeah. on Candy by Iggy Pop, featuring Kate Pearson from the B-52s off the Brick by Brick album. By the way, also an excellent album cover. Uh, If you want to take a look at that, look that up. All right, so we're keeping with the theme of candy. Figured you a little something sweet. During these uh, uneasy and trying times, next song is also called Candy. So we're going to see how many songs we can play with candy in the title. Uh, The next one is by a very different band With a very different sound Uh, It's called Candy by Cameo Frontman Larry Blackman A little interesting fact about Cameo They're a funk band R&B funk band uh, Formed in the the early 70s I think 1974 They were originally called the New York City Players But uh, there was also a great funk band Called the Ohio Players From Ohio, I believe This is more AG's uh, milieu If you will, than mine Um, but in order to avoid any confusion, uh, they changed their name to, uh, to Cameo. I remember uh, the first time I came across Cameo was in the eighties. Their big hit was Word Up, but prior to that, they had a song called Single Life that they used to play on Kiss FM and WBLS here in New York City all the time. And it had a video as well that I'm pretty sure... You know, we didn't have cable when I was a kid, so I must have either seen it on uh, Friday night videos, or um, I must have seen it on U68, which was for those of you who grew up in New York that are uh, and in the 80s. uh, U68 was there. There was on the old TVs with the dials. There was the regular dial, and there was another dial that was the the U, uh, uh, I guess frequency. Um, and, uh, there was this channel called U68 that played videos. And, um, I remember ones that stood out were she's on it by the B50, uh, by the B52s, by the Beastie Boys, which came out before their first album license to ill dropped. And before they, you know, exploded on the scene and became super popular. So I was familiar with them prior to that because of U68. They also used to play, um, was it Charlie Pride? I think, had a song called Oh Yeah, and then Somebody Else's Guy by Jocelyn Brown, which was also a uh, a big R&B hit in the 80s. But uh, in any event, without further ado, here is Candy by Cameo. Sorry, we had a little technical difficulty there. I was not trying to be a uh, a slick mix master there. I want candy by bow wow wow, got mixed in there for a second, but we'll go right back to candy right now. i yeah. you yeah. By Cameo Sorry for the uh, The inadvertent preview Of our next song Which is I Want Candy By Bow Wow Wow So they're an interesting Story Um, Kind of a one hit wonder Uh, Lead singer was Annabelle She was 13 years old The band was formed By Malcolm McLaren Who also managed The Sex Pistols And then went on To also have a bit Of his own musical career um And we'll get to that in a little while And sort of part of the theme here Is of course songs with the word candy in it But then also how so much of this stuff Is interconnected So we're going to play I Want Candy by Bow Wow Wow Again formed by Malcolm McLaren in 1980 With Annabelle on vocals at 13 years old This was their big hit They had another song called Do You Want to Hold Me Which is actually fantastic If you don't have it and if you like this song And you like 80's alternative Look it up, it's great Um but Malcolm McLaren's an interesting character. Um, you know, he was pretty influential with uh, British alternative uh, music in the 80s, 70s and 80s, obviously. Um, his involvement with The Clash as well. And then we'll get to some of the other songs he did. And then we'll get to The Clash. And then Bigger Dynamite was an offshoot of The Clash. So it's it's all, so much of music is so interconnected. And, and so many bands, you know, quote unquote, borrow uh, from one another. Um, and the really good ones do it in, in a really interesting and uh, unique way so um, without further ado or shall we say uh, yeah here we go I want candy wow 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 no sorry got it wrong hold on give me one second still getting used to this new format so I appreciate you sticking with me Uh, Through some of these technical difficulties I will say, one thing I do like about this new format Is I don't talk the whole time Which allows me to do what I just did Which is get a nice little glass of wine here On a Thursday at about 6 o'clock at night In the East Alright, can we figure this out? Here we go Coming at you everybody I want candy by Bow Wow Wow I want candy uh, Quick editor's note by the way Little error there by me Bad, bad spot out of me uh, Malcolm McLaren in fact Had nothing to do with the clash But he did manage the sex pistols So there you go um, That is that is Just awful by me But uh, you know This is what happens when, you, when you're 51 years old A lot of information Rattling around in that brain of mine And uh, sometimes it gets a little jumbled up it's going to happen from time to time. All right, we the uh, we mentioned Malcolm McLaren. Um, again, an interesting character to say the least. Um, in fact, let's see here. I know Annabelle, you know, after he, he's, he, he passed away. I'm not sure how long ago it was. Probably it's got to be five, at least five years ago. But um, she had very nice things to say about him. I know he sort of had a a contentious kind of uh, split with the Sex Pistols back in the day. But, I mean, given their, you know, sort of unruly behavior and kind of the whole punk ethos and everything, I don't think that that necessarily reflected poorly on him. But um, it's very interesting. He, he had this album called Duck Rock, um, and it's a very interesting album. It, it, it sort of has, you know... Uh, African beats and music from, from Africa in it, uh, hip hop, um, sort of alternative It really, uh, way, way ahead of its time as far as, uh, the eclectic factor is concerned. Um, and I'm going to play a song now from that album, Duck Rock by Malcolm McLaren called World's Famous. And, um, you'll hear for yourself how sort of unique this sound is so without further ado here it is worlds famous So, huge fan of that song. Um, you know, you can hear, obviously, it's pretty much, you know, you would call it, you know, I guess a hip-hop song, but you hear that jazzy piano played throughout the whole track. Um, obviously, another note about this song, really short, right? About a minute and a half long. Um, I put, uh, this was a staple back in the the late 80s, early 90s, when I still used to make a ton of mixtapes. Uh, this often was the last song on... One of the sides of those mixtapes You know, when you're sort of running out, You got a little bit of time left on the mixtape But not quite that much This was a perfect uh, song to put at the end The other one that I did a lot of Was uh, Twist and Crawl by uh, by the English Beat So, uh, in any event um, And then he also did a, a, an album called um, What was that album? I think it was "Madam Butterfly Which was sort of a take on... Um, you know, the, uh, the opera, uh, with, he sampled in like some, some sort of hip hop beats b- behind, um, the songs from that, which is also very interesting. I can't find it anywhere. I remember you used to see it in, uh, the record store slash CD store that I used to go to all the time in college. But, um, uh, I don't think I've ever really been able to find it ever again. But um, and, I'm, and that's not him singing either, by the way. I think he really sort of like Moby. Remember Moby's album came out What was that late '90s, maybe 2000, right? Where he was more of an arranger, so to speak. I um, think you know Malcolm McLaren was kind of the first guy to do that. So at any rate, even though Malcolm McLaren did not manage the the Clash, we're gonna we're gonna play a little Clash um, because I think it's safe to say that without. The Sex Pistols um, There probably Wouldn't be The Clash Certainly wouldn't be uh, New Order The Smiths, the Buzzcocks Uh, New Order First was Joy Division Um, Because when the Sex Pistols Played at the Oh what was it, the Free Trade Hall in Manchester, Um, I think in about like 1976, 77, um, members of all of those bands prior to those groups even being formed were all there at the same time. Morrissey was there, Um, Peter Hook and Bernard Sumner from Joy Division slash New Order were there. Uh, I forget the dude's name from the Buzzcocks was there I think Andy McCluskey from OMD was there I mean, just spawned a, a huge movement Because I think, you know, the, basically the, the general consensus was If these guys can be in a group, so can we <laughs> Because the Sex Pistols certainly weren't known for their, uh, their musical uh, You know, uh, acumen, shall we say Um, And in fact, actually, you know, we're going to pivot because we're talking about how everything is interrelated. And so let's go from Malcolm McLaren, who managed the sex pistols, to Public Image Limited or PIL or PIL, uh, fronted by Johnny Lydon, um, who I think I played last week World Destruction when he... uh, Yeah, I did, right? And he... um, uh, collaborated with Africa Bombata from Soul Sonic Force. I absolutely played that song to start the show last week. So let's bring it around full circle. And let's go to... Let's see. What song do we want to play by Public Image Limited? By the way, I saw these guys at a place in Baltimore. It's when I was in high school. Called Hammerjacks. Right outside of Baltimore, as a matter of fact. And um, a great place to see um, a, uh, a live a live show. It was actually it was big out dynamite and public image limited. And who was the third band? There was another oh, and I think you know, I saw the Hoodoo Gurus there, but that was different. Uh Gurus is a great band out of out of Australia that my boy Justin Rubin introduced me to. Um and let's see, can we Yeah, here we go. Public image limited. What do we want to do? Let's uh well a lot of options, many, many, many good songs. Uh, We'll start out with the first song, Public Image Limited. Here you go. That was Public Image by Public Image Limited. Again, Johnny Lydon slash Johnny Rotten, former frontman for the Sex Pistols. You know, I'm sitting here while I'm playing that, and it just it brings back so many memories. Brings me right back to college. Right back to hanging out at a place called Santa Fe Cafe, which was the sort of upscale bar uh, that we had there in College Park University in Maryland. Right off Right on Knox Road, right off Route 1, uh, I lived up the street in a place called uh, College Park Towers, which, you know, for college kids was fancy, you know, had cable TV, we had a dishwasher. Um, you know, it was by college standards, it was an apartment, you know, it wasn't a dorm, it was an apartment, kind of, you know, right off of campus, but walking distance to all the bars, the quote-unquote restaurants there. It was, uh, it was tremendous. I mean, I'll never forget. I mean, when, when, I, when my parents got me a car, they gave me the money to buy a car. I'm going to say it's got to be about 1990, maybe 91. When I graduated in 92, did I have the car for two years before I graduated? Maybe it was 90. I forget exactly the timeline. But uh, when I had a car and I lived in that apartment, I mean, that was all I – and I had cable TV. That was all I needed. That was it. I mean, I was the happiest person, and I was actually, and I'd finally figured my, my act out. I'd finally figured stuff out as far as grades and classes were concerned. So I was actually getting good grades, so my parents were happy. Made me, I felt good about it. I had a car. I lived in an apartment with one of my best friends, and, uh, I mean, there, there, what, what else was there? I mean, that was it. That's all I needed. It was the grade. It was such a good time. And then just amazing music all the time. Just just tremendous music. You'd go out to a bar and you'd hear a song like that. Or you'd hear, you know, The Smiths or The Cure, or Echo and the Bunnyman, or New Order. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Just a, just a great time for music. Um, and, uh, you know, I was actually, you know, I was in college when the grunge scene started to uh, take uh, effect. And, you know, listen Nirvana, some great songs Soundgarden, has some great songs You know, a lot of those bands Some really good songs But, um, you know, to this day My, my, my probably my favorite genre are, are all the songs that I played for you here uh, Today um, You know, I I, I, will, I guess I would throw in I mean, obviously Cameo certainly doesn't fit into that category I do love me some 70s and 80s R&B Funk and soul, though so uh, and obviously hip hop as well, which we will definitely do a future show about hip hop um, and how it all began for me where it all started, which was uh, fifth grade uh, 1979 uh, with Rapper's Delight, which I'm sure it did for a lot of other people as well. All right. That is going to do it for tonight's show. As always, thanks for listening. Be, be well. Be safe. Until next time. Peace out.